0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, December 21st. We're getting down to it, gang. Um, I'm very excited because tomorrow, Mark and I will be having our holiday meal together. And uh, we just haven't seen each other enough, Mark. It's it's a little bit strange. Since COVID, have we seen each other exactly one time? One time in person. So this will be number two. And have you f- have you figured out a place for us to dine? Yes, exactly. She's got to come up with some ideas and I either need to be near yeah, one of two places to pick up cannolis. So that's your, that's your role is to figure it out. Okay. Now, This is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. And, and, you know, we do this in lots of different ways. We try to give you some unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and sometimes your life. And Mark and I love to answer your financial questions. We have stumbled upon this format, which is like old as dirt. You know, it's the old call-in radio format. I love it. I love talking to you guys. And it's really fun. If you would like to come on the air with us, all you have to do is go to jillonmoney.com and click the contact button. We'll get your note. Tell us if you want to come on the air. Mark does the rest. Hey, while you're on the website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Mark, you'll have to give me the count of the newsletter subscriptions before the end of the year and see where we stand. I don't think we got to the my goal, but I think we got to your goal. All right. We need people to subscribe. You'll make my year. Nah, it won't really, but you know, it'll be nice anyway. Okay, today we are joined by Laura. She is calling from Gotham, New York City. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the program. What can we do for you?
1: Hi, Jill. Yeah, thank you so much for taking my question. You know, I can start with a little background information and then tell you what my few questions are. Sure,
0: sure. Well, let's start with your overriding question. What's your real, like your big picture question, because then I can see you'll tell us the information through that lens. So is what's the big question that's looming for you?
1: So my big question is whether or not I have accumulated enough net worth to um, retire securely.
0: So my job is to say yes. So let's go there. Uh, how old are you, Laura?
1: I'm 61.
0: Okay, great. And you're still working? Yes, I am. Okay, full time worker. How much do you earn? Three
1: hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year. Ooh,
0: baby, nice. And are you married? Partnered? I'm widowed. Oh, I'm sorry. And are you using a retirement plan at work?
1: Yes, I have a 401k plan at work.
0: And you're maxing that out?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. And is it a pre tax or a Roth? Pre-tax. Got it. Okay, great. Um, All right. So do you like what you do? I do, but I'm ready for a change. When you consider retirement, do you think, I just don't want to work? Or do you want to do something different? Or you just want to know that you could basically stop altogether and be fine?
1: I'd like to know that I could stop altogether. It doesn't mean I won't work in retirement, but I would like that to be a non-financial choice, right?
0: Okay. Yeah. That's so good. And will you stay in New York city? Do you think, is this a, is this something that you would be like, Oh, I'd be willing to move to make my financial reality better?
1: Not at this point in time. You know, my family is in New York and I want to stay close to my family.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling. Also, it is the center of the universe, as I had to explain to my brother-in-law, who is perturbed at the price of real estate, even, even after COVID. He was not happy about having to pay up to be in New York City. And I said, that's what it is. It costs a lot to live in the center of the universe. Yes. Everyone else listening doesn't really like that, that I say that, but it kind of feels that way for us here, Right.
1: Absolutely. It also offers so much.
0: It really does. And it does require you have some money. So let's see how much money you have to enjoy the beauty and bounty of New York City. So how much have you saved in your 401k?
1: Um, So in my 401k, I believe I have about a million six.
0: Great. Great. Do you have a any other assets like a brokerage account in addition to your four hundred and one k?
1: Yes, I've got um, other investments of about three point two million dollars.
0: Yowza! Do you manage this yourself? I do. God bless you. All of that, the $3.2 million is a taxable brokerage account, or is it some of your husband's retirement money? What's, what is it comprised of?
1: It's taxable brokerage, and there's a substantial amount of capital gains sitting in there.
0: That's not a bad problem to have. I mean, it w- wouldn't it be worse if you're like, yeah, and I can take a crap load of losses for the next 20 years. So gains are good. We like that. Um, okay. Tell me about your living situation. How much is your apartment worth?
1: So my apartment is worth about $1.7 million and I have a $580,000 mortgage.
0: Okay. What about just boring old cash on hand?
1: Well, that's included in the three in the brokerage.
0: Okay, good. And is there anything else that we should know about in terms of assets?
1: No, th- those are all of my assets.
0: Okay, great. How about what it really costs you to live in a given year? So, I mean, it's weird when you make a lot of money; it's like, wow, the money just goes away. But have you ever gone the other way and sort of said, how much am I actually spending? What is my expense need for retirement?
1: Yeah, I'm probably spending between ten and fifteen thousand dollars a month.
0: Okay, ten to fifteen a month. Let's use fifteen. Is there anyone that you need to take care of? Is there a parent? Is there a kid? Is there a sibling? Anyone that you is relying on uh, money from you?
1: I have a twenty-eight-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and she's not relying on money from me. But I really would like to help her out in the mm-hmm. long run. She um, works in a very low-paying industry, and her husband is an artist. So, did um, she not
0: get the memo that if you're going to have one do gooder in the couple, the other one has to be a complete sellout? I mean, that's really the issue, right? You ha- either have to be a sellout or have a pension, but she didn't do either.
1: Apparently not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, is she okay? I mean, are they, they, I understand it's not, they're not living large, but are they okay?
1: Yes. Um, They, you know, they have adjusted their lifestyle to the money that they have. She has an inheritance from her grandmother, which is around, oh gosh, how much does she have? About $350,000. Wow. She's not touching that. They're living off of, you know, the money that they make.
0: She's your only child?
1: Yes, she is.
0: So she's going to obviously inherit everything. Is there a question embedded in here that should you be doing more for her today?
1: A little bit. I mean, in the short term, no, because I also um, I don't want to enable their lifestyle too much. Uh And you know, they've made a choice, and they need to understand the impact of that choice. But I also understand that down the road, when maybe they start having children and they really see the true cost of living, Uh um, I would like to you know know that I could help then, whether it be helping to fund child care or college, you know, all the kinds of costs that come along with. Raising. I got you. I got you.
0: Okay. So now we're going to do some, now we do some math, right? So one thing that I think is worthwhile, <clears throat> excuse me, considering is that obviously the $1.6 million hasn't been taxed yet. So well, just for fun, just because I can, I'm just going to reduce that amount by about, I don't know, I'm going to turn it, let's say by 70%, let's change 1.6, let's pretend it's 1.1, that you've paid all your tax on it and that's that. And so you really have something like 4 million, 4.3 million bucks. All right. Now, theoretically on that $4.3 million, even if we did a very conservative withdrawal rate, I think you just kind of make it with like 130 grand a year coming out, which is, you know, not bad because you'll have 130 and then you'll have your social security and it works. Okay. It really does work. Now you're not going to just take all the money out of the 401k immediately anyway. It's going to keep growing. So that's like a very conservative way to do it. So what I think is kind of looks to me like a, a like a good target is that you could retire And be able to afford to spend, you know, probably more like the 12, like let's say in the early years, like 12 grand a month and not sweat it. The 15 grand a month, if you did it, if that drifted up, that you might plow through money pretty quickly. But I think that this all looks very good. I think the real issue is this. If you want a little bit more security, I guess the other aspect of this is that you could certainly delay your retirement, um, in which case you would also be able to actually have, I guess, health insurance and just have a few, I don't know, a little bit more moolah floating around. Um, What would you do if we said you could retire? What would you do for health insurance? Would you just go on COBRA and then go buy insurance through the marketplace? Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I mean, 15 grand a month is not Nothing. It's a lot. It's 180 grand, right? It works. It works better at 10. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Could you go to your, I don't know what fields you're in, but could you go to your boss and say, kind of tired. It's a hot job market. Can I work a little less for another couple of years and then I'll hand the reins over? Is that something that would work or not?
1: Um, That's a great idea. And it, it is something that I have considered. I, it depends
0: which, which risk you want to take. Okay. So there's one risk, which is tough crap, Jill. I'm doing this. I'm tired. I already lost my husband. Life is weird. I want to have a good time. Fine. If that's the case, you can certainly call it quits. Um, I would suggest trying to keep it more towards the 10 versus the 15 grand a month. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, the other risk is like, I don't know. It feels kind of weird. I'd rather have a little bit more security. I'd rather have my health insurance for another year. I'd rather have the brokerage account go from 3-2 to 3-4 or whatever it is. And that may be worth it. And then if you could do that simply by reducing the actual workload, maybe you could preserve your ability to work and feel productive and have a little bit more fun for a couple more years and be up the the likelihood that you could achieve your goals. I mean, I always feel bad saying to somebody like, I want you to retire the way you want to retire. If you think you could really do it on 120 or 130 or 140 grand a year, then sure. But I guess my concern always is that it, it ends up being 150, 180, 200 faster right. than you can turn around.
1: And, and can I ask you a question? When you sure. say 120 a year, what about income taxes?
0: Yeah, you got to about- pay them. On top of the
1: 120, or is that well, low?
0: I mean, look, so what do you what would you be paying, okay, in terms of taxable income? You would have to be paying capital gains tax on all that brokerage. Because you're gonna you're gonna not touch your 401k, right? You're gonna leave that be until you have to start drawing it at 72. So that means that what you're gonna have to do is pull money out of your brokerage account, and that's going to be your income, you're going to live on that money, right? And so that means that you're going to pay, uh, presumably, let's just say that you, let's just say you retired in in 2022, then you would say, okay, I'm going to take, um, let's say $200,000. I need to net $200,000. You won't really need to net that. You have some money in in savings, so that's fine. But let's just say you wanted to take $225,000 out of whatever you have invested, and then you pay the capital gains on that. I mean, the good news for you is we talked to somebody yesterday who had this very similar situation, which is if you keep your income, your, your capital gains and your income, your modified adjusted gross income below 200000 as a single filer, you're subject to a 15% long-term capital gains rate. That would be perfect for you if you could keep it under 200000 That would be your goal because that way you won't have to pay the extra 3.8% Medicare sur- surtax on capital gains. So I think that that would kind of be the goal. And if you feel like you want to, you know, I'm, I'm not so keen on, you know, you going nuts on the, oh my God, I have to like live by a budget, this, that, and the other thing. I I want you to have enough money to do it, but it would be nice to sort of stay in that 15% bracket. And then you would do that pretty much in advance every year for the next few years. And you would, you know, that's what you would live on. That's your that would be your, you know, the net of what you pull out of that account is your taxable income. Because you don't, I mean, the only other income you're going to have is interest or dividends from the brokerage account, and so that would add to your taxable liability.
1: Right, and and I have roughly a hundred thousand dollars a year of interest and dividends. Mm-hmm. Some of them are capital gain distributions. OK. So, well, I, you know, I was thinking I just would not reinvest that. And I write off of that.
0: Yeah, you could totally do that if you're going to pay it anyway. And then you could take a little bit out of capital gains anyway. And then you're, you're golden. But right. again, obviously, as always, the longer you work, the better this does pan out for you it's a hot job market, right? The labor market's tight. No one wants to lose a skilled worker like Laura and have to replace you. Okay. And that means to me that you might have an opportunity to talk to the boss and say, Hey, you know what? What do you think? Tell me like what would the ideal work schedule would be for you?
1: Well, you know, I haven't put a lot of thought into that. Um, probably three days a week, but you know, the, the, one of the advantages of working a little bit more is, is you need a minimum of 30 hours to maintain your health benefits.
0: 30 seems fine to me. You're probably working 60 now.
1: <laughs> exactly. So okay. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I like this. I like I don't know. I'd like you to give some thought to it. And if you think that that could work, then I would do it. And as far as for your daughter, I think it's wonderful to be able to help your kids. And I agree with you. It's, you know, she got this inheritance, which is amazing when she's in a position where she needs some financial help from you, I think you will be able to help her out. As long as you keep that to a reasonable number. What I don't want to happen is that, uh, does she live in New York City as well?
1: Yes, she does.
0: Okay. So here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want you to say like, oh, she just had twins and um, I'm going to give her half a million dollars to buy a bigger apartment. That you can't afford to do not right now cuz you still need to live on this money. Right, right. So you can dole out, you certainly you can give her a $15,000 a year gift, you know, if it's look, maybe you say to me uh, uh out of my out of my $12,500 a month, 1000 of that is going to my my future grandchild's daycare. That's fine, but you know what you know what the parameters are.
1: Okay, yeah, that's very helpful. All right, good.
0: Well, listen. What 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 is the the thing that you hope for in your twenty twenty two? What what is your hope for? I'm going to start asking people this now that we're so close to the new year. What's your hope? What's your optimistic case of twenty twenty two?
1: Oh wow, that's a tough question to answer. Um, I think balance. Mm. Balance in terms of not just work life balance, but everything things that are happening politically. A little mm. calmness there. Just overall
0: balance. That is a very good wish. I, I'm going to write that one down. I'm going to do balance. Very good. And we like balance. We like balanced portfolios. It's good. <laughs> right. Thank you, Laura, so much for joining us. Keep us posted. Let us know if you have any more questions and if we can help you out. Okay. Great. And thank you so much for your advice. Oh, a pleasure. Okay, gang. If you are like Laura and you're contemplating retirement or Not even just retirement, just the ability to retire, which is a wonderful gift you can give yourself, truly. Uh, Give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the contact button and tell us what the question is. And also let us know if you would like to come on the air because Mark will do the rest. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You know that. Pass us along. Let's grow our audience a little bit. Uh, We want newsletter audience, podcast audience, everything Anything at all that will basically bring more people into our community. We would very much appreciate it. Lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.